Hello, thank you for choosing to listen to Theme Park Films Podcast. We are Carla and Holly, two friends from England, who will ride the movies, watch the film and give you our thoughts. You can find us on at Theme Park Films on Twitter. Oh, and just one more thing. If you are driving whilst listening to this podcast, please keep your arms inside the vehicle for the duration of the show. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Theme Park Films. Happy New Year. It's 2018, first episode of 2018. Happy New Year, Holly. Happy New Year. Thank you. So we thought it would be nice to kick off the year um, with a revisit to one of our most popular shows. So Jurassic World was... Um, in the top 10 most downloaded shows last year. For much of the year, it was in the top five. So we thought, why not go back to the original and do Jurassic Park? Well, you did. Your incessant need of watching old films. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we had a lot of success doing uh, Back to the Future 2 after the first one so you know i think if it's a popular franchise revisit unless it's harry potter that's my motto i mean i don't really know what we do like do we talk about the ride again or not i think not what i'm going to suggest people do is obviously if this is the first time listening to this show hello We normally spend about five to ten minutes. It's always in the show notes, so you can skip it if you don't want to listen to it. But we always spend five to ten minutes talking about the ride associated with the film. However, we've already done that for Jurassic Park. um, And it can be found on the start of the Jurassic World podcast. In fact, it's it's probably a little bit longer than five or ten minutes because it was one of our early ones. And I think we thought that people actually wanted to hear our opinion on the ride. Whereas now we've learnt... Absolutely not. Just crack on. Just get on with it. I can't remember that. Did we talk about the turkey legs? Turkey legs? Yeah. Is that a nickname for me or are you talking about the food? Oh. Did we talk about No, but what's that got to do with Jurassic Park? I mean, turkey legs are everywhere in the parks. I know, but I just sort of think, you know, it really, I don't know why, it just seems very prominent around the Jurassic Park element of Universal. A lot of people seem to get turkey legs from that area. I just think, yeah, like I've never seen a turkey leg anywhere apart from the theme park. Yeah, and um, it's funny, actually, I didn't notice them last time in Disney World, so I don't know if they've got rid of them in Disney World, but you see them there as well, but I did see them again in Universal. I can't think what would make someone buy one. I don't know what the motivation would be. I don't know how hungry I would have to be to buy a turkey leg. I'm I'm just looking at pictures of them now, actually. I think they look awful. They've got a, they're, they're a weird colour. They look, they're very pink, aren't they? Very pink, but they're smoked, that's why. It's still off-putting. Yeah, I agree. It's not a nice thing to look at. 
And what, I mean, is that your lunch or is that just like a nice protein-filled snack for walking around the park? I don't understand. Yeah, for me, when I'm walking around the park and I want to get a snack, I get a churro, obviously, because they're, you know, amazing. Or I might get some popcorn or maybe, you know, an ice lolly or something. I wouldn't get a turkey leg because to me that that ventures out of snack mm -hmm. into meal and I don't want my meal to be eight walking around the park. This is probably more boring for people than if we'd have just talked about the ride again. You'll be missing it. All you're going to do is edit this and it'll be like, oh, we can talk about the ride again. And then you'll just go, no, and that'll be it. <laughs> Cutting room floor stuff, this is. So we'll talk about the film. So just to kick us off, as we always do, our one and only fact of the episode is it was released on the 9th of June, 1993, in the USA, and the 13th of July, 1993, in the UK. So, obviously, you well, you wouldn't have been old enough to see it at the cinema, but do you remember the first time you saw it? I remember, I think it was on, it must have been on TV or, you know, video or something, and I can't remember how old I was, but I remember being quite scared of it. Right, yeah. That's okay. Um, I didn't see it. I saw it uh, as I saw everything in my childhood. Dodgy. On a pirate video. But I have seen it since at the cinema. I saw it. I'm not sure if it was... It must have been the 10-year anniversary. I think they re-released it into the cinema in 3D. Oh. Which I went and saw. Which isn't actually as good as it sounds because if something isn't filmed in 3d like initially not great yeah no. i mean it, it was fine like it was enjoyable but i don't think it was any more special than if we would have been watching it and they hadn't tried to put it in 3d yeah but uh, yeah i remember seeing it and that was cool to see it on the big screen i think it's the kind of film you probably do need to see in the cinema it's a real blockbuster. Yeah, I mean, it was huge when it came out. It was, uh, I mean, it was just everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. And, um, I mean, the CGI was unbelievable for the time. And even now, there's a couple of scenes that, yeah, you know, it looks a little dated. But on the whole, it's pretty much flawless to this day. Yeah, and Adam said that when we were watching it. He was like, actually, if you watch it, it's not that bad. Mm. We start off with a team trying to transport a dinosaur in a container. It goes wrong and a man gets dragged inside and eaten. Then we see uh, a lawyer meets with people that are digging and he is saying that the man's family want to sue and there are concerns around the park. And they want Dr. Alan Grant to be flown in to look at it. Cut to uh, Dr. Grant and his girlfriend, Ellie, who are on a paleontology expedition. And some awful kid is mouthing off. What was he there? Yeah, what was that kid doing there? 
Um, and he's mouthing off, and and then Doctor Grant scares him. But I don't understand who was this child. I've got no idea. Very strange that he was there. They were in the middle of nowhere, and all of the people around them didn't look like the kind of people that would bring their child to work, or even looked old enough to have their child at work with them. So John ha- John Hammond rocks up. And he's an investor in the project. He explains that he owns an island and says his lawyers insist on their opinion on the park before he will give it the go-ahead. They ask what kind of park it is, and he says it's right up your alley and then offers to take them there right away. So he basically manages to bribe them because they don't want to go at first by saying that he will fund loads of stuff for them so things i found a little bit weird about this is obviously they're in an industry you know which is very much sort of dinosaur heavy and things like that i just sort of along the grapevine people would have been hearing Mm. stuff about this you know if you're in that field of work wouldn't people have you know wouldn't you'd have heard rumors about what's going on You would think, wouldn't you? But they don't seem to be aware of anything like this. I mean, you'd think if they were going to do this, they probably would have got their opinion from the start on all sorts of things. Because there are quite a lot of people involved in the project because we see them. Mm. So we then cut to a geezer in an Hawaiian shirt. And I'm going to give a fact now, but I just thought this was a really cool fact, that the guy you see, you know, the the one that is um, offered 1.5 million if he can get all the species off the island, he plays Al in Toy Story 2. You know the guy that steals Woody? Oh, right, yeah. He's the voice of it. I think that's really interesting. Hmm. I think it's better than your turkey leg discussion, if I'm being honest. I'd rather talk about turkey legs for another hour than, you know, that. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, he's given uh, shaving uh, cans to hide the DNA of all these dinosaurs in and smuggle off the island. We then see the helicopter with the lawyer and Jeff Goldblum, who plays Dr. Malcolm, who is a mathematician studying a thing called chaos theory. So he's been drafted in. And why did he, you know, again, he should have been there from the beginning? Jeff Goldblum should be anywhere from the beginning. He's just a dude. He's going to be in the next one, Jurassic World 2. Oh. When does that come out? Oh, like summertime. It's blockbuster for the summer, I think. Mm. We'll probably have to watch Jurassic Park 2 or whatever it is, won't we? Spoiler. No, Jurassic Park 2 I can't get on board with. I really can't. But I did like Jurassic Park 3, which no one else in the world liked other than me. (laughs) We're not watching that. Maybe we could actually do like a current film. 
I mean, we did try it with Kong Skull Island, but we could only manage it when it came out to DVD. We couldn't get there in time for the cinema. Maybe we could do a cinema one. Did we have Beauty and the Bee? You didn't watch it in time. I went to the cinema and then you were like, oh, I'm not going to sit at the cinema. I'd have to wait till you went on holiday and watched it on a plane. Oh, yeah. I paid a tenner to see that with a load of kids. Well, we'll see, yeah, we'll see about the summer. I can tell you're not on board already, so I'm not going to bring it up again. Yeah. So they get into Jeeps which take them around and they see dinosaurs for the first time. So this was like quite breathtaking, wasn't it? When they see the dinosaur for the first time. Yeah. Uh, the lawyer is impressed and immediately says they're going to make a fortune. So really you should have just popped the lawyer on the tour early doors. Yeah, they wouldn't have to worry about all of this, and then all this chaos wouldn't have ensued, would it? It wouldn't have happened. He, he could have just taken him out to meet the friendly dinosaurs, and he would have been like, oh, my God, this is amazing, signed it off, yeah, and uh, saved himself a lot of hassle. Exactly. So we then learn how they uh, created these, so it explains that they were fossilised mosquitoes which had bitten dinosaurs. I mean, I'm, you know, this might surprise you, but I'm not a scientist. But, I mean, that to me sounded quite feasible. I, I, I mean, again, I'm not a scientist. So, you know, the fact that both of us are like, well, we found it feasible doesn't really say a lot. But I thought it was quite a realistic explanation. Yeah, I thought it was a clever way of doing it. I mean, obviously, it obviously isn't feasible. I'm sure some maniac would have already tried to do it by now. But... You know, I thought it was a, a, a good explanation. Yeah, I agree. So then we see that they sort of break out of the ride. I thought this was a little bit unnecessary. Well, it's not a ride. It's like a, a show, isn't it? Kind of the kind of show that you sit in at a theme park and just get moved around in a theatre. Well, I thought it's very strange because it was a bit like, we'll just sit and listen and then we'll come back to it. If your question hasn't been answered... Well, then revisit, but don't jump out halfway through. Yeah, I just, I just didn't think it was necessary to behave like that. Very out of character, I felt. Very strange. Mm. So then we see Doctor Wu for the first time, who appears in all of the films, and by the end of it, in Jurassic World, he's practically Doctor Evil, but he's he's quite young and innocent here, isn't he? I didn't realise. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, he was in. Um, he's been in all of them. I think he's the only actor to have appeared in in them all. Oh, uh, we see an egg hatch, and he explains they're all female, as all embryos start off female, and they just require an extra added hormone to make them male. Also, didn't you find that they, out of everything here, they seemed the most impressed by the machine which turned the eggs? <laughs> Not the fact that there's a dinosaur. Yeah. I got annoyed that Ellie got prissy when he said that they deny them the hormone to make them male. She's like, deny them? Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, love, because there'll be chaos. What are you talking about? And also, about? Like, we're messing with science enough as it is already. Let's not start getting precious about whether we'll deny them a, a hormone or something. 
thing. Yeah, I just, I just thought, oh no, no need for that. Mm, I agree. Ridiculous. So then, Doctor Grant is concerned that they are breeding velociraptors, and we see a bull or a cow. I think it was a bull get lowered into the pen for the dinosaur to eat. Jeff gets annoyed at the park that they didn't stop to think if they should do it, only if they could do it. We see um, Dr. Grant say that there's 65 million years between humans and dinosaurs. Now, at some point, I think it might have been before the grandchildren arrived, the, the guy who sort of is owns a park or whatever, they're having a conversation and someone, the lawyer says something about it being, like, you know, we could charge a fortune, doesn't mm. it? And then the man goes, no, it's not going to be for the super rich. Yeah. And I thought, what deluded planet is that man on? Get to the <laughs> island, you have to fly by helicopter. It's in, like, it's in sort of somewhere in Costa Rica. It's not the most, you know, it's not like they've stuck it in Florida. You know, it's quite far away. Yeah. You know, to get there is very difficult. Of course, it's only going to be for the super rich. It, yeah, it seems a little it. unrealistic, doesn't it? So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, the grandchildren arrive. Dr. Grant wants to avoid being near the kids. Doesn't like kids. This is a running theme through it. As the tour starts, it's clear that it's flawed as the dinosaurs are not always by the fence. So, I mean, I've never been on a, um, on a safari, but I'd imagine it's similar kind of thing. Yeah, it probably is, but a lot of what they were seeing were covered by pretty high trees, weren't they? Do you think just trim back the hedges and it would have been all right? Well, yeah, I mean, it's fine. I don't have a problem with it. You know, like obviously when, you're in, when you'd be on safari, it's sort of quite open plain. Mm. It's you can probably see a lot, whereas they were literally by fence. I mean, the dinosaur had to practically, you know, wait, tap on the fence for, for him to be seen. <laughs> yeah. Samuel Jackson is in it. That was a shock. Isn't that great? Yeah. A little, a little bit part before he got really famous. Yeah. I think this was uh, the, I think it was the year before Pulp Fiction, which was his big breakout role wasn't it so yeah yeah quite nice to see him and quite quite a um a calm version of himself i'd imagine that you know now he'd be like up there fighting the dinosaurs probably so it's the same problem at the t-rex enclosure that uh they try and entice it out with lowering a goat into it but the t-rex wants to hunt doesn't want to be fed he doesn't want to be given his food he wants to chase his food or her food i should say because they're all lady dinosaurs i i like i like this bit actually this is where they suddenly jump out of the jeep and jeff goldblum is very very funny in this scene but like why can you jump out of jeep shouldn't be a facility on there should it no should be can't leave it. I I thought they should have been sealed in. I mean, I don't think they should have even had open top jeeps with dinosaurs. Oh, it just seems a bit like obviously everybody would be, you know, trying to jump. So they jump out. Jeff Goldblum 
I can't remember what he says, but he says something like, who could have predicted that Dr. Grant was going to jump out of this Jeep? I just thought it was just really funny how he said it. But they go after an ill dinosaur that's laying there. And this, I didn't understand this, why they went. Like, what are they going to have to do? Well, yeah, I mean, they've been looking at bones and all of a sudden now they know how to, you know, make this dinosaur better. It's like you've never seen one that hasn't been dead for millions of years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How are you going to know what to do? But Ellie seems to know by squeezing pus out of its tongue. And I wrote here... Ellie squeezes pus out of tongue, dirty cow. <laughs> no need for that, was there? Well, was I just horrible. don't understand why they wouldn't have just called it in and said, oh, by the way, you know, it looks a bit like there's an ill dinosaur. Yeah. It was a triceratops, I believe. Oh, just showing off yeah. my dinosaur knowledge. Mm. So then, as if she couldn't get... Even more disgusting, she starts rummaging through its poo. Yep. Meanwhile, Hawaiian shirt guy is plotting to get the shaving cans out, so he shuts down the security systems. Ellie obviously stays with uh, the triceratops because it is just Dr. Grant and Jeff in one Jeep and the kids and the lawyer in the one in front. Yep. Samuel Jackson and Hammond can't override the security um, and the phones are out. So the jeeps stop. And then we see the infamous scene of the water in the glass. What bit's this then? <laughs> the bit where you just see the glass of water and it's moving because you can hear... The, the 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 vibration of the steps. You missed it. <laughs> yes. It's the most famous scene. Oh, that's outrageous. Um, Lex, who's the girl, asks, "Where's the goat?" And as she says it, a dismembered leg flies out onto the car. About the same size as a turkey leg. <laughs> same colour as well. I'm surprised being American, she didn't reach up and gnaw on it, to be honest. <laughs> um, the T-Rex pulls down the voltage lines and the lawyer runs out of the car, leaving the kids and runs into the loo. Grant says, keep still, as its vision is based on movements. But, well, this annoyed you, didn't it, what happens next? Well, I don't understand why she turned the torch on. Like, I don't, I don't really understand. Like, was it to get the other car's attention? Because I'm pretty sure they can hear and see. Yeah, I don't think that he managed to sneak past the other car. I think they would have noticed him. <laughs> I don't know if it was just blind panic or that she turned it on and then couldn't turn it back off again. It wasn't very clear what was happening at that point. It smashes through the car and tips it over and starts to eat the car. Now, for a good few, you know, bordering on minutes, Dr. Grant and Jeff are just watching this unfold. 
I mean, a long time and they do nothing. I mean, they practically got popcorn out to watch it. The car was so beyond crushed, they'd have been dead. Anyway, finally, they remember they're not at the cinema and get out. Grant lights a flare to distract it. But then Jeff, because he's just so much cooler, saves the day by running with a flare so it will chase him. That's a great scene, isn't it? Yeah, but why wouldn't you just throw it over the fence? Well, he did in the end, but, you know. Mm. No? This used to be my favourite scene when I was younger, when he eats the lawyer on the toilet. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. It's still quite funny now, isn't it? (laughs) Grant pulls the kids out. They stay still as the T-Rex is sniffing round them because he explains that they um, can't see them if they don't move. And you get the really cool scene where it blows his hat off, which I'd imagine in those days probably took an awful lot of animatronics to do. Because I think some of them were animatronics. It wasn't all CGI. It was a mix. Because I've seen... Well, I've seen the animatronics in... Um, Universal Studios I I must have been there on an anniversary year and you know where I think it's what's that big roller coaster in Universal Studios as you walk in the Rip Rocket yeah that's it you know where it goes over kind of a there's an area where sometimes they put like films on or stage shows or something like that yeah I saw it all there at one time I went there, I don't remember what why it was there, but they had all of the dinosaurs out, or two or three of them. They had, like, the, the triceratops that, that was ill, and they had, like, the, um, the raptors that chase them around later on. So they actually had them out. So they did make quite a few of them, which is pretty cool. I have to try and find the pictures. Dr. Grant and the kids climb down the side of the enclosure, And it cuts off to Ellie with Hammond. He gets the ranger and Ellie to go out and retrieve the children. Hawaiian shirt guy gets eaten by a... What are those dinosaurs called, the little hissy ones? Like a Dilophosaurus or... Anyway, yeah, the ones that like suddenly just like start hissing and their wings come up. Well, he spent an awful lot of time talking to it. He should have just got in the car. Yeah, I mean, he was talking to it like it was a dog. Mm. And it got in pretty smooth. It managed to navigate its way into a car with very small arms <laughs> and uh, restrictive <sighs> movement. But who am I to question it? I'm not a paleontologist. I only learnt that expression from Ross from Friends anyway, paleontologist. I don't think I knew what it was before then. Timmy gets rescued from the jeep in the tree. And Ellie and the ranger arrive and find parts of the lawyer scattered around the place. We see Jeff plonked on the back of this open top jeep with the T-Rex chasing them. Still a great scene. Although you you were concerned that he was showing a little bit too much cleavage. Well, 
sort of thought, just do your shirt up, maybe. It just sort of seemed a bit... Yeah. It's a bit sort of odd. He seemed to be posing. Yeah. He was making it work, wasn't he? He was. Uh, we then cut to Grant and the kids. They're sitting in a tree, admiring the nice dinosaurs. So in the morning, they find some eggs, which means they're breeding. So as um, Jeff Goldblum predicted, life finds a way. Because it was a bit strange. They, were, they said, oh, they've used something for the frog, mm. haven't they? Um, and frogs are known to, if they need to, like turn into insects. Mm. So you've probably yeah. got the best scientists in the world and not one of them thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't really even, like nothing really comes of them breeding, does it? It's not like, oh, my no. God, now we've got all these dinosaurs we didn't know they had. Like we, did, we didn't even need to see they were breeding. It didn't add to the story that they're multiplying. The story happened with the existing ones. I don't know if that was a set up for Lost World, uh, the second one, Lost World. That mm. that was kind of oh look, you know, even if we think we've gotten, there might be more. So maybe it was just literally a set up, thinking they might make a sequel or whatever. But yeah, it just seemed a bit pointless to the storyline, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Um, Samuel Jackson shuts down the system and heads out to turn on the circuit breakers. He's gone quite a long time, so Ellie and the ranger go out to look for him. She gets the right ump again when Hammond suggests that um, that just the ranger goes. And she says, we can discuss sexism and survival skills when I get back. Now... I, I'll tell you something, if I'm ever trapped with a dinosaur, I would have no problem in the man going out to sort out that issue while I stay in and pop the kettle on. No issue. Oh, yeah, but she's not skilled in this again. She's just been digging up bones. I don't know what her problem was. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe it wasn't just because he's a man. Maybe it's because he's a skilled ranger that has a gun and you have been, you know, digging things for the last God knows how many years. What are you going to bring to the party? So that's the second time she annoyed me in it. Grant plays a joke with the electric fence and pretends to be electrocuted, but spoke too soon, didn't he? Yeah, because I mean, if, if the boy had just hurried up, he wouldn't have been electrocuted. I think the boy was small enough that he could have just crawled through it, to be honest. I don't even think he needed to climb up. <laughs> Certainly the boy was small enough that he could have just, they could have just stretched one of those holes and he could have gone through it. He was tiny. <laughs> yeah, he was. So, yeah, so Timmy gets electrocuted. I mean, this boy, it's amazing what he survives, mm. isn't it? A fence that's designed to stop a T-Rex doesn't kill a nine-year-old boy. He falls out of a tree with a car on top of him. He doesn't die. <laughs> doesn't die then and he doesn't die when being electrocuted i mean they want to turn their attention to studying him rather than dinosaurs because he's special <laughs> so ellie is seen and the raptor appears which is a big jump moment 
and then she feels Samuel L. Jackson's arm on her and she thinks it's all okay, but it's a dismembered arm and he's been eaten. So a very small part for him in this film. Yeah. He would never get eaten now. Imagine Samuel L. Jackson versus dinosaurs. He oh, would yeah. definitely win. 100%. He would just swear outrageously at them, get annoyed and walk off, probably saying some really witty line and smoking a cigarette. Mm. The raptor eats the ranger and uh, we see Timmy being revived. Then we go to an eating scene, which is weird, isn't it? They're just sitting there, you know, after they've kind of gone through all of that, you'd think they want to be getting them to safety, not putting them in the cafeteria. I don't really understand this. There was a lot of food. Yeah, I mean, I guess the food was put on for them later after the tour started. I'm oh, finished, sorry, I'm guessing. But green jelly? <laughs> it's just an odd choice of food and also yeah like, you know you've been through all of that and then what you're like oh god i'm so glad i've got some nice cake here i'd be sort of like hiding in a cupboard yeah you'd feel sick you wouldn't want to be eating do you think the fact they were eating jelly was just so that it would wobble when the t-rex came well maybe so mm, the vibrations maybe. of the t-rex made the jelly wobble Lex sees the dinosaur and they run off and hide in the kitchen. Um, yeah. They manage to get out after, I mean, this is quite a tense moment, isn't it? It's quite well filmed. To be fair to these kids, I don't normally like kids in films, but I think they were quite, they were quite good. I think they played their parts quite well. Yeah, and the girl was quite good here when she sort of tried to get into that little sort of cupboard thing. Yeah. So I think for child actors, they were, um, I, I, they didn't irritate yeah. me at all. They managed to escape with Ellie and Dr. Grant. And we see the scene from the Jurassic Park land in uh, Island of Adventure. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. it's um, the dinosaur skeleton. The T-Rex. So that's all mocked up somewhere in there. And they are trapped between two raptors. But it's all all right because the T-Rex comes along and eats the raptors. And then they just go out and off they go onto the helicopter. They go onto the helicopter, but not before Dr. Grant finds time to have a little quip, as you would, because you're at your funniest just when you're, you know, facing death's door. And he was like, after careful consideration, I've decided not to endorse your park. <laughs> I think I'd be inclined to leave them and just be like, sorry, not getting the helicopter then. Obviously, I know I say this pretty much every week, but I truly do mean it about this. This is genuinely one of my favourite films, top five films. I love it. Absolutely love it. But it seems that you weren't as keen. You seem to think Jurassic World was better. Yeah, I, I much prefer Jurassic World. I will say Jurassic World is probably one of the best sequels, or second, I suppose you can still call it a sequel, even though it was fourth in, that I've ever seen for anything. And I think it was very, very close. I would give uh, Jurassic Park a 10 out of 10 and Jurassic World a 9 out of 10. 
not bad. Just because this was first and it was incredible at the time, it, it, you know, it had never been done before. I think it's it's a faultless film. I don't think you can find many flaws of it. No, it is a good, it's an easy watch. So we've had a lot of love for it online. I'm going to go to the shout outs. We will go to Instagram first. So at Nerdy Things Pod says an absolute bona fide classic, a story that grabs your, your attention and your imagination from the first scene. Featuring unforgettable characters and truly revolutionary visual effects. Modern filmmaking owes a debt of gratitude to Jurassic Park for showing us that it's truly possible to blur the line between what's real and what's not on screen. I mean, they should be doing our job, really. (laughs) I feel a bit of a fraud. Lyle, number one fan says great special effects for the year fantastic soundtrack honestly i think it's my favorite music from a film ever it gives me happy chills oh i would say when the music did come on i was i was like i did write down it's good isn't it it's a great soundtrack i don't know if i find it even greater just because it reminds me so much of holidays in florida because you do hear it a lot so i don't know yeah. there's probably some association with that that it reminds you of being there yeah but yeah it's, it's great our friends hey down in front podcast says the first movie i remember seeing in theaters my dad took me for my sixth birthday so he must have been very young to see it in the cinema. I watch this movie a few times a year with my own kid now. She loves it almost as much as I do. And if Holly hates this movie, I may cry. It's all right. You don't have to cry. It's all right, Will. <laughs> Will does our voiceovers for the trailers that we put on Instagram and Twitter. So... If you ever listen to those and think, who's that great American voice at the start and the end? It's Will from Hey Down In Front. So please go and check out his podcast. He does commentaries to films. So you basically listen as him and his friends sit and watch a film. Hmm. Kept me entertained on my flight home from Florida. I listened to them watching Ghostbusters. It was very good. At John Dredge says, by the full film, you would have thought they would have worked out the fact that dinosaurs are dangerous. Fair point. Largo. Our mate Largo. We haven't heard from Largo in a while, but he's back. And he has this to say. I was the first in line in my town on the opening day for Jurassic Park back in 1993. All the scenes involving the T-Rex are classic. The velociraptors made my sister freak out. She was four months pregnant with her first child and she felt this film could induce labour. (laughs) More Friends at Rough Giraffe Podcast says, I remember taking a day off school and going to see Jurassic Park in Birmingham with mum. I was 11 at the time. We then went 
to a dinosaur exhibition with animatronic dinosaurs. I love this film and the CGI still holds up today. P.S. My favourite dinosaur is a Diplodocus. Curveball. Most people say a, a T-Rex. So, different. We have the fantastic Chris from Easy Rider Raging Podcast, who says, for me personally, this is a landmark film. As a 10-year-old watching in the cinema, it was my Star Wars Funny, scary, thrilling, awe-inspiring, and it remains just as captivating every single time I watch it. And I could watch this every day. And last but definitely not least is Gamma Radio that says, The best film since Alien. Utterly convincing to me when I was five years old. These people saw it young, didn't they? Five Five, six, that seems awfully young. Yeah, I think I would have been scared at that age, definitely. Um, I thought it was real. When I watched it again recently, I almost still thought it was real. The robotics are so good. My favourite bit, the T-Rex car scene. The book is also really great. I tried to read the book. Couldn't be bothered or...? I just couldn't get into it. And I just thought, as I was reading the book, I thought I could just put on the film. Why bother reading when it's done for you? You know what I mean? Nine times out of ten, I think the book is better than the film. But for this, it's so visual. I don't know I don't know if I could get on board with the book, but I, I do own it, so I might try and read it again one day. Who knows? I think I tried to read it on a flight, and that's quite heavy going, isn't it? Yeah. You need something a bit a bit light-hearted on a flight, I think, that isn't using, you know, really long dinosaur names. Yeah. So is there anything you would like to add on this great, great film? I don't think so. It is a good film, but I still prefer Jurassic World. So again, uh, go and check out our Jurassic World episode. We make quite a lot of observations in that, actually. I think it's one of our better podcast for for that and uh yeah please go and, and check that out it is episode number two on our list but it's still there for you to download for free as are all other 35 of our episodes this is episode number 36 can you believe it's mad isn't it it is so you can find us on Twitter at Theme Park Films, on Instagram at Theme Park Films Podcast, or on Facebook. You can also email us, themeparkfilms at hotmail.com. We are also the proud creators of Britpod Scene, which is a collective of British podcasts. Please go and check that out on Twitter and Facebook for more daily updates. And if that's all there is from you, I will just say that we will see you next time. Bye. Theme Park Films podcast is part of Britpod Scene, a network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more.